Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Last hour, we were talking about the Charlotte City Council moving ahead with its big arts and cultural plan. Uh, they don't know how much it's going to cost. They don't know where they're going to get the money, and they don't know who's going to distribute it. But they've got a plan. All right, they have a plan. They, they created, um, what, back in 21, something called the Infusion Fund, made up of $4 million annually from the city, matched by $2 million from non-renewable American Rescue Plan Act funds, the ARPA, um, also $6 million from private sector donations, uh, and it was to fund the arts sector uh, through the end of the 2024 fiscal year. So the uh, clock is now ticking on the funding of the arts with the infusion grant. Message here from Russ. He says, one of my favorite quote-unquote art projects was at the Mint Museum during a Ferris Bueller day in high school. Hmm. So this would have been what? Uh, mid to late 80s? Ferris Bueller day in high school. What does that mean? Does everybody dress like Ferris Bueller? Oh, or is everybody, or do you, does everybody play hooky? Is that like the uh, senior cutout day or something? It was an eight foot, or no, it says eight inch by eight inch square column, six feet tall, painted a deep purple. It was called Midnight and was featured prominently as you entered the museum with a note about the extremely creative up and coming artist. Never looked at art the same way after that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the uh, uh, it's like the frisbee golf's uh, discs, right? The frisbees that are along the uh, the South Corridor Light Rail line there, um, and uh, the onion rings uh, that are over there at what Randolph and Wendover, wherever at that apartment complex. Same artist, and bear, and by the way, that artist, I think they're out of like Greensboro or something. They actually sold that same um, concept to another city, but just labeled it something different. Uh, it represents, like, the discs meant something different to a different city. Uh, well, you know, as I always say, work smarter, not harder. Um, meanwhile, um, while they're looking uh, how to spend all of the tax money on the arts and cultural resources, uh, the city of Charlotte is cracking down on people uh, who park their big rig tractor-trailer cabs. Um, and their and the and the rest of the truck too, I guess the uh, the semis as well. Um, they are cracking down on people who block bike lanes, the streetcar, and loading zones. There was also a very big focus last night on tractor trailers parking illegally, sometimes in residential neighborhoods. While higher fines were approved, there was concern that the increased penalties might not make an impact on truck drivers. You sure about that? Well, I guess I guess they are correct to the extent that the truck drivers would then pass those costs along to the people that are purchasing whatever goods are on the truck. And those people would be us, right? 
if you got it, it came on a truck. So, yeah, they're going to raise the fee, uh, the fine, from 25 bucks to $100. And that, that is now the highest in the state. Uh, there was discussion last night about how the policy would be policed. This is rare that the you know any any large city blue city run democratic run uh, government talks about policing anything, but they're going to pull well besides speech that's true. But uh, but here they're going to police like how do we how do we police this? How many people are going to pay the fines? The leaders plan to review the numbers quarterly and may look into raising the fines even higher for commercial truckers. Malcolm Graham said that he's just not sure that a hundred dollar fine is a deterrent to stop that behavior. Um, there was another story I saw, I think it was on, it was either BTV or on uh, Queen City News, they interviewed a, a, a trucker and she was saying that there aren't enough places for truckers to park their rigs. And by the way, they have to park their rigs because they're limited in how many hours a day they can drive. And so when they hit their limit, they got to pull over. They got to stop someplace. So, where do they park? And there aren't enough places for them to park. This the, the city isn't building any parking lots for truckers, right? I mean, the city barely even allows parking lots for apartment complexes nowadays because you got all the people like, oh, we don't need to have minimum parking requirements for, uh, you know, for uh, uh, residential apartment buildings and stuff, right? So they're not building parking lots for truckers that are forced to by GovCo regulation to pull over, right? So they park on the ramps. And by the way, I live near one of these ramps, one of the the hot zones in uh, Mecklenburg County. I I pass them all the time. When I get onto the interstate, there's usually, I don't know, 10, 12 trucks on both sides of the ramp. And then they have like, there, and then there are like other like cars that are parked there too. So I guess the truckers pull their car up there and they get in their truck, they go on their runs, they come back and they get in their car and they go home, right? That's what I don't know where else they're supposed to pull over. And what this trucker was telling the news station was that without that, like if you can find a parking lot, if you can find one, it's like two hundred bucks a night. So you can park it there overnight, but it's gonna cost you two hundred bucks. And a lot of neighborhoods you're not allowed to park your your rig in the neighborhood they got rules against that so what are you supposed to do where are you supposed to park so if you pay to park overnight that's 200 bucks a night so yes malcolm graham is correct a hundred dollar fine to park your truck overnight is going to be less than the 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 parking lot uh rental fee so yeah, I don't know what like I don't know what the solution is to this, and you know me, that pains me to say because I'm all about solutions. I am. Oh, here we go. David's a trucker. Hello, David. Welcome to the program. Hey, good afternoon. Hey. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm pretty doing pretty well. Hey, um, I wanted to call about the uh, the, the the parking your truck issue. Yeah. So, if you know, if you're an independent trucker, meaning you work for yourself and you hire out your truck, and you get home in the evenings, where else are you supposed to park your truck? No, yeah, especially... Graham thought about that? Yeah, especially if you, let's say you live in a HOA-controlled neighborhood, they're not going to let you put your... Um, uh, the, the Do you call it the cab, right? In the cab of the truck, right? They're not going to let you put the your tractor. cab. Yeah, yeah the or tractor. the 
or the or, okay, or the tractor or the trailer, right? They're not going to let you put either one of those in their neighborhoods, generally. And then, and then the issue is, you know, the DOT, which is the federal government, Department of Transportation, allows you to drive for 10 hours. They bumped it up a little bit. Now you can drive for 10, but you have to rest for 8. What do you do with... Well, what, what do you do with the other what six hours there? Uh, I don't know. I haven't figured that out. No, yeah, that's <laughs> that seems like a pretty big loophole in the federal rule. I mean, they're telling you sleep for eight, drive for ten. Uh, what they're just going to leave you on your own, give you all that kind of freedom to make your own decisions about how to fill six hours of your day? My God. Well, I'm sure you know these independent guys. Once they wake up, they go back to driving. Right. You know, fortunately for me, I, I drive a. I drive a dump truck, you know. I, I I park it at our facility at the end of the day, and right, and everything's kosher. So, is it? What is your understanding then of what the problem is with parking? Aside from the unsightliness, you know, of like all of these trucks parked in a neighborhood setting, but for example, along the ramp uh, to an interstate, what's the problem there? Well, and you can you can park on the side of a ramp. Of course, you can't pull over on the side of the interstate unless it's an emergency. But you can park on... Sorry, I'm distracted. I am i don't think my truck will fit through that little hole I need to drive through. Um, <laughs> well, I guess it could fit one time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's a dump truck. But, uh, you know... Oh, the, uh, the spots in... You know, the spots in the... Um, and the truck park and the uh, rest area are all taken. Yeah. So what do you do? Right. You can't park in the car side. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, like I, I don't understand what, like you tell the truckers that they have to uh, pull over and they have to stop, but then you don't give them anywhere to pull over, and then you find them if they pull over where they found some spots that are out of the way, like these ramps. Wasn't this in that movie Catch-22? Yeah, it does seem like that. Uh, yeah, I think that was the pre- yeah. I think it was the premise of the whole movie. Uh, David, I appreciate the call, man. Stay safe out there. Appreciate your work. Um, the the only uh, the only other uh, criticism that I have seen of this problem is not besides the aesthetic issue is that there's a degradation of the pavement on the shoulders of the roads. All of the trucks parked on the sides of the roads, the ramps at the interstates and stuff. This is the Charlotte City Council's attempt to get a handle on the issue after complaints from uh, residents who say they don't like the way it looks. And they claim there's a safety issue, but I'm not I'm not aware of what that safety issue is, because if anything, it makes um, makes people sl- drive more slowly on these ramps, because when the, you got trucks on both sides of the ramp, just subconsciously, you're not going to be flooring it as you, you know, as you run through this uh, this corridor of of tractor trailers. But other than that, I saw this thing where, well, if they park on the side of the road, then it, you know, the shoulders get damaged at a faster rate, and then they got to repave the shoulders. But like I, 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 I fail to see how this is that huge of an issue. Mark says uh, these trucks are everywhere along the highway. So what, Malcolm Graham and the city council want to stop trucks from delivering food and goods into Charlotte? I mean, when you make it very difficult for truckers to get in and out of the city or to stay overnight in the city, then, yeah, no one's going to want to do the runs, right? That's, I mean, that, that's my thought on it. Um, let's go over here and get Kirk on the program. Hello, Kirk. 
Hey, Pete, how you doing today? Hey, I'm good, man. What's up? No, but, uh, yeah, uh, expand on what that dump truck driver said. No, you, you can drive 11. You get 14 hours a day to work, and during that 14-hour period, you can drive up to 11 hours uh, with a half-hour break in there. And okay. you have to do a 10 hours off for your reset. But, yeah, I, I'm a little more unique because uh, I live in Belmont, and I haul sheetrock out of Mount Holly. I'm heading there now, actually. And uh, so I can I can leave the trailer in Mount Holly and bobtail home, but I have brought my trailers home before just so I could save you a half hour of sleep. But uh, nobody in my neighborhood's really complained. If they did, I wouldn't listen to anyone because it's not HOA. But, right. But, right, uh, I mean, and that's the I, key. It's like you have all of these neighborhoods that have these HOA rules that would prohibit you from, from bringing yeah. your tractor-trailer back home. I'm guessing that uh, on-ramp you're referring to has got to be, uh, sounds like uh, Sam Wilson on the I-85 North. That one's like that a lot. Yes, it is. Profit. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, which, and, like, now that I know it's there, you know, I expect it. Um, yeah. And it doesn't, it, it doesn't really matter to me. I, like, it's just, oh, okay, now it's there, this is where the trucks park. And it makes sense, because over, uh, I mean, you're so close to the Amazon distribution center. You're, I mean, and all of the, you know, so much of the industrial uh, development in Mecklenburg has gone out to the western side, up to the Catawba River, We're out near the airport. So it all makes sense, right? They got the multimodal station out there. Um, yeah. So, yes, it makes sense you're going to have a lot of truckers that are going to stop there. That just makes sense. So I don't understand why this has now just become a problem or where it's really acute that the city council is going to look to start jacking up the the fines on the truckers. Um, it's me, but it just seems like uh, every time you turn around, there uh, somebody in garments is trying to, you know, they, they, DOT really exists. But, well, there are some, some, uh, some junk that's on the road that need to be policed, but... Uh, DOT, I think, really exists to uh, collect money from trucking companies. It's uh, <laughs> almost like a source of revenue. They, almost. They point that they can't find you for something. I'm yeah. Because they, they don't have to have a reason to pull you over. Well, I mean, I'm not, don't get me into the Fourth Amendment uh, license check thing, too, but, uh, uh, but the trucks can get pulled over just because they want to pull you over and inspect you. And uh, they, they, you can tell that just the, if you pass and all that, there's a big look of disappointment in their face. That's, uh, I'm serious. I'm not making this up. I've owned the government for three years. It beats teaching. I used to, be, I used to do that. But, uh, yeah, there's a, it seems like there's always a war on trucks. Well, I mean, that's interesting. Down if everyone got together, yeah. Yeah. Kirk, I appreciate the call, man. Thanks for the insight. Have a good all right, but, Yes, sir, you too. Talking about uh, the Charlotte City Council and how they are increasing the fines for truckers who park along the roadways, uh, specifically like ramps to interstates. The North Carolina DOT says trucks are not allowed to park on ramps, and posting no parking signs are not required by law. But the city is going to do it anyway. I saw uh, an earlier report, too, where somebody went out and bought, um, you know, the concrete curbs that are in parking spaces? You know, at the, the front of the parking space, so you don't go into the, the next row over. And they got a bunch of those, and they chopped them in half, and then they put them all along the side of a road so people couldn't park there. Trucks couldn't park there. Um, 
Transportation uh, Department says truck parking on ramps has become an ongoing maintenance expense due to the degradation of pavement. NCDOT says there uh, also may be drop-offs from the edge of the pavement to the shoulder. According to NCDOT, unless a truck is disabled or directed by law enforcement, it should not be parked on a ramp at any time. That's Joe Bruno at WSOC-TV from way back in January when the uh, story first started started uh, getting legs, as we say in the biz. Uh, All righty, up next here is uh, Tommy. Welcome to the program. Hello, Tommy. How are you? Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm good. What's going on? Well, um, I've driven trucks for well over 20 years, and um, I I currently (laughs) am not um, driving a truck on the road anymore just because of all the laws and... um, different regulations that that they've put trucks through so i i do a i actually kind of do a switching operation for for a company um so i don't have to be out on the road anymore because it just it gets too costly with with the fines and number one the traffic it, it's just you know mm. i mean to be out there in the truck i mean these these guys you know dealing with what we have to deal with with just traffic and from our trucking companies that don't you know, want to pay you for for what you do. And, and trucking is the backbone of America. Truck stops, everything stops. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every, everything in your house yep. has to come from truck. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and whether you like them or don't like them, it, it it has to until somebody a lot smarter than me comes up with an idea on how to get freight that's uh, not just non-perishables but perishables to your door or to your supermarket in a timely manner. And mm-hmm. that's even getting worse with, with all the, the traffic that's out there. So um, and as far as guys parking on the shoulders, you know, just like your your callers have said before, that there's nowhere to park. There, there's just not. And, and um, you know, you run out of your 10 hours, and you could try planning your trips, but, you know, that doesn't always guarantee you a spot. And like the other guy said, you know, spots are you know a lot of times you have to call to reserve a spot and mm-hmm. you know but you know even if you don't have the kind of cash i mean that, that that all adds up and and a lot of it is because i, th- I think um people think well you know it's, it's going to bring uh prostitution around it's going to bring uh you know truck drivers might leave their trash and i'm sure some of that does happen mm-hmm. but most guys are just looking for just a place to sleep and mm-hmm. you know you you don't have ample parking anywhere. So uh, also, I think uh, not just the uh, the trash that gets dumped, which is a concern, um, but also that's a concern at I guess every intersection where people are out there flying signs begging for money. But um, so there's that. But also, yes, the prostitution. I mean that like that. Uh, that stereotype doesn't exist because that was never happening. Um, but also, I think you've overlooked one of the, the the big ones I see in the movies all the time is the the serial killers. Like, where are they going to go? Like, as I understand it, that's where like all of these TV shows and stuff they go to the the truck stops and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I've I've heard of different things, you know, <laughs> that, that just like hearsay, you know, where somebody walks into a truck stop does something stupid, you know. I, I don't know. I was in and out of them, but I didn't stay in a truck stop very long. Mm-hmm. We, we, most of the companies I worked for, um, you know, you, 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 you didn't stay anywhere if you 
didn't yeah. have to no my father-in-law was a yeah he was a tr- he was a driver for southeastern and um you know one of the things like uh he always swore by and it's true is like if you are looking for a place to eat find find somewhere along the interstate where there are a lot of trucks because they know they, yeah. they run these routes they're going to know the best places to eat Right, and, and and most of the ones that that I've been in, usually there's there's police pretty much you know pretty close by because it is a big place and they are open. Most of them are always open twenty four hours, and uh, so they're for the most part they're usually policed pretty mm-hmm. well. Um, but I mean, I, I like again, I do understand that they they don't some people don't like trucks. You know, I'm I'm living here in McCannville, but I chose to live. It near or not, well, I don't live in McAdams. I live in Lowell, but <laughs> but I live close enough to it where I'm on the main drag. Mm-hmm. So every year at Christmas, I have to deal with the cars. Uh, Hardy's has a parking lot, you know, not too far from the house, and trucks park in there a lot of times. And sometimes they have tried to come by this back road behind my house, but I've had to tell them, hey, no, 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 you can't yeah. this way. I wonder uh, if there's an opportunity in a lot of these old big box stores that have shut down. Um, uh, there are parts of town I, 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 you know, I could identify right away. There are uh, places that uh, have closed down, nothing's come in, in place of them, and so why not, you know, why not allow for the parking to go there? Tommy, I appreciate the call, buddy. Thanks so much. I want to jump over here and get Robert on as well. Robert, welcome to the program. How are you? All right, sir. Uh, it, it, in Charlotte, Mecklenburg, uh, and uh, when I say Mecklenburg, it's the county. Charlotte yeah. takes up Charlotte city limits takes up most of the county. Mm-hmm. It's a zoning issue. It's a zoning issue. And I just heard you say big box companies. If you ever pull into a Walmart or OK Mart or anything like that, they've got the concrete barriers sitting out there to where a truck cannot pull in those pull in those areas whatsoever. And also access to those areas are are usually on from where I'm at, on, on kind of like a, a, a major thorough through that doesn't allow trucks anyway. Mm. Um, you're in this situation, this is not a local issue. This is a national issue. Mm-hmm. There is not enough truck parking across the United States right now for any truck or truck drivers to be able to comfortably know what their designated route's going to be. And if they end up getting shorted, they have no place to park before then. So they park where they want, park where they can. Um, 77 and 85 is a major thoroughthrough, which is an international interstate. And that's where the truckers have to park. Right there where you're talking about in the area in Charlotte, there's a love truck stop up there. Yeah. The reason why there are, mo- the reason why there are more trucks parked in that area, they are trying to get in the love, but it's full up. And they've got to park where they can when they get there. Yeah, so they just sit there and they wait, and then if they can get into Loves, then they'll get in. But but if they run out of time, right? The driving time, which the other guy mentioned earlier, it's not ten hours; it's eleven hours. Right. If they run out of time, they have to shut down their trucks because of the ELD, um, the electronic logs that they have to go through. If they go past that electronic log at that point in time, they're subject to a federal fine. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so, so if you're three miles from a truck stop and you run out of log time and drive to it anyway and get pulled over the next day for something, you're still liable for what you did yesterday for a three mile run to get to a safe parking spot. That's nuts. 
That's nuts. It, 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 it really is. And I know we don't have enough time right now to go through what it all, what all it is. But if you really look out there and, uh, Brooker's life on industry, uh, on, on the internet and stuff like that, there is so many things that's sitting out there that people really need to do research on and take a good look at what the truckers are doing as far as their time and, and their ability to get to a, a safe spot to park. Right. It, it needs to be looked at before it starts being judged and put back on the truckers. Yeah. No, I got you. Hey, Robert, I appreciate the, uh, the background. Thanks for the call, sir. Stay safe out there, too. I appreciate it. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out talking about truckers and the increased fines that they're going to be facing in the city of charlotte a hundred dollars for parking on the off ramps or entrance ramps and that sort of thing but they have to park because the government regulations require them to pull over they're not allowed to drive any further or farther um in a given 24-hour period jay sends me a tweet uh it's a p tweet It says, the trucking issue is going to be the main reason we're going to end up with autonomous trucks hauling stuff all across the country. Well, now, that does raise an interesting idea for me. And you know me, I am all about solutions, and there are no bad ideas under this cone of creativity. So, just spitballing here, but how about pneumatic tubes? Pneumatic tubes everywhere. Or maybe we just have them trace the lines along the interstates. Or, yeah, no, pneumatic tubes, but, like, make them really large so we can just move all the freight in the tubes. Or maybe we could just put, like, a fixed rail in the tube and then put everything on, like, like uh, some wheels and put it on that on this rail. And then it would just, like a monorail, exactly. Monorail, exactly. A monorail everywhere, every place. Something like that. Jonathan says, if you block them from parking, what's going to happen if I break down and have to pull off on the on-ramp? Um, so are you, so I, I'm not sure. Is, are you saying that, uh, is Jonathan saying that you're not going to have a spot to pull off to because the trucks are taking them up? Um but yeah, this is a national. Uh, this is a national issue. Hang on, um, before hang on before I get to a couple more calls here, I got to play this. This was Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. I think he's from Oklahoma. I want to say Republican, and apparently the head of the Teamsters, Sean O'Brien, uh, tweeted something nasty about this Senator Mullen. And so at a hearing today, chaired by Bernie Sanders, you're going to hear him in a minute. Um, Mark Wayne Mullen reads the tweet back to Sean O'Brien, who wrote it. And the tweet is about Mullen. So Mullen reads the tweet 
that that O'Brien said about him. And then we almost had a fist fight break out in the meeting room. Like he's self Hang on a second. Hang on. Let me pull up the audio. All right. Let me pull up the audio and I'll start it again. All right. This is this is Mullen reading O'Brien's tweet about Mullen. Like he's self-made. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act and these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. Uh Uh-oh. You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, stop it. Oh, and then he stands up. Oh, Oh, and then the the senator stands up. He starts to take off his rings. (laughs) By the way, this guy Mullins, I believe, is an MMA fighter. Uh... Let me see here. He, I am skip ahead if I can. Like oh, darn it. Twitter, why? why? Well, stop it. All right. Is that your solution every poll? No, no. Sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit Actively. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Shem. it. Hold it. <laughs> we can't. No, I have the mic. I'm sorry. This is Hold what he it. said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. Yes, this is a hearing. And I heard what I heard. And look, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's the way we we just start settling these things. You know, I mean, they shouldn't do it in the meeting. Maybe they do it like they go outside. Go, let's go out back. Let's go out back. Meanwhile, apparently today also, former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy punched a guy in the kidney. It's walking past Senate or uh, walking past Congressman um, Tim Burchett from Tennessee, and he he. He punches them in the back. A, quote, sucker punch, a clean shot to the kidney. I don't... I, is this insurrection? It's insurrection? I don't know. All right, stick around. Brett Winterbull's up next. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.